Hi, I'm Bran, and I love Hallmark Christmas movies. Hey, I'm Panda, and I like Hallmark Christmas movies. I'm Dan, and I despise Hallmark Christmas movies. And I'm Brian Earle from Christmas Past, and I think Hallmark Christmas movies are a very interesting cultural phenomenon <laughs> of the early 21st century. <laughs> and this, this is the, the Hallmark, Hallmark Podcast. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you caught us all off guard oh, there, that Brian. That so good. That wow. is the uh, the best explanation for 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 what we're. Let's doing just right shut now. it down. He just <laughs> said everything in a sentence that makes our podcast worth listening now, to. Brian, correct me if I'm wrong, but this this was your first Hallmark Christmas movie experience, correct? At first in a very long time. I think I've seen bits and pieces of one having to do with a snow globe because my sister-in-law just loves them. But I've never, uh, of my own accord and of my own intent, sat down to watch one from beginning to end. Well, do you I'm, think, I'm sorry. Do you think we're closer to the end of the world than ever? <laughs> <laughs> Which end? Uh, oh, man. Oh. Philosophical. Just off the bat. Man. <laughs> Tell you what, Brian's you know, there's here. actually a Hallmark movie that deals with the multiverse experience. That's right. In the- yeah, super <laughs> philosophical. Uh, mm. Now we've mentioned this before, but we're a part of uh, the the Christmas Podcast Network, yep. which is really great. There's a bunch of great podcasts out there that all have to do about Christmas. So this time of year, there's a lot of great podcasts that you can listen to to get you in the Christmas spirit. And uh, Brian hosts one of them, Christmas Past. Um, I've told Brian that Brian this. I I believe it with my whole heart that Christmas Past is the best Christmas podcast out there. Wow! If you want some Thank Christmas. Spirits um, throughout the month of December. Christmas Pass is the podcast to listen to. But Brian, real quick, tell everybody about Christmas Pass and uh, maybe how they can check it out. Sure. Well, Christmas Past is a podcast that sort of peels back the curtain behind your favorite Christmas traditions. There are so many traditions that we practice every year. We know them. We love them. They make us feel cozy. But we haven't the foggiest idea why we do that. Why do we put up a Christmas tree? Why do we have wreaths? Why do we sing songs that talk about scary ghost stories? So I try to go into all of that, and there's always an eye toward finding the interesting story behind it. So I hope that it's informative and entertaining. You can find it wherever you get podcasts, or you can find all of the episodes and show notes at christmaspast.media. Awesome. Mm, fantastic. Brian, thanks so much. Uh, before we, we dive in, uh, we do have a premier sponsor for the rest of the season, something that we're really passionate about. Um, when, we, when we talked about trying to have sponsors, one of the things that we knew we wanted to do uh, was, especially during this time of the year, yes. to try to give back. And so yep. that's kind of what we're trying to do. Um, and so, Dan, tell everybody a little bit about this premier sponsor. Yeah, it is uh, with great privilege that we get to each and every episode talk about the American leprosy mission. Uh, leprosy is a disease that has not been cured yet, but they're they're on the way. We're on the way to curing this, and you can be a part of curing that around the world in developing nations. Uh, someone gets diagnosed with leprosy once every two minutes. Fifty kids a day get diagnosed in some places, and so. Uh, you have the opportunity to be a part of a miracle cure for leprosy, uh, and all you have to do is give of your funds. And this is the time and the season in which that is most applicable. And so it's it's awesome for us, all of us. Uh, this is a cause very near and dear to our hearts, and to have it as part of our broadcast and part of our podcast is really, really cool. So you go to deckthehallmark.com. 
Uh, you can click the miracle link at the top of the page, or you can just go to deckthehallmark.com slash miracle, and it will give you an entire catalog of options with which to allocate your funds and, uh, any little bit that you can give, whether it's just $15 for a pair of shoes for a kid, uh, that would be, um, just so helpful to us because it's something that we care about in giving back to our community and just $30 guys, $30 cures a child from leprosy. And so that's an option on the site to give, and you can give monthly if you'd like, and it's something that, um, in listening to us, if you care about giving back, we would highly appreciate you get taking the opportunity to go and, and see about that as an opportunity. And we're, we're, we're just thankful to have the American Leprosy Mission as a sponsor. Now, you could go to Johnny Rockets, <laughs> and you could get a big old root beer float. Uh-huh. Uh, and you would still have about $29 left. No, see, here's the thing. Johnny Rockets is actually expensive. Really? It is. Johnny Rockets is an expensive place. Uh, I'm not either, but I remember at the time it being expensive. Um, and here's what I would suggest. Don't go to an amusement park and find a Johnny Rockets inside it and spend $30 there. If you drink a Johnny yeah. Rockets root beer float, <laughs> yeah. you won't be here by 2019. Here's, I just want to point that out. Here's the other thing you need to understand about Johnny Rockets is if you're spending your money, even if you don't give to the American Leprosy Mission, don't go to Johnny Rockets. It is Rocket. time for uh, what I wrote down as Honeysuckle at Honeysuckle Lane. <laughs> it is not that, no. <laughs> it is Christmas, Christmas at Honeysuckle Lane. It originally aired on Christmas November. on, on Honeysuckle, Honeysuckle Lane. Lane. Yeah, Get just it right. Let me live for Christmas one. on Honeysuckle Lane originally aired on November 24th, 2018 in a little something like this. Emma comes home for the first time in a very long time uh, after the passing of her parents. Her and her sister and and brother are planning to sell the house that they grew up in. Uh, So this will be the very last Christmas on On Honeysuckle Lane. Lane. As she shows up at the house, she's surprised to find out that there's going to be a party there that night, even though the party happens every year. It comes up that Emma had uh, broken up with her longtime boyfriend, and so her and her siblings toast to Christmas of new beginnings. They agree to let the house be appraised to see if anything in the house is of value. So Morgan, the town appraiser, uh, just so happens to be a hunk. Um, One of the antiques has a secret door and in that door are letters written to her mother written by someone who she was engaged to but that man was not her dad Uh and so she had no idea who this guy was she was very confused Uh, a little bit of mystery Hallmark movies and mysteries a local lawyer in in the town offers Emma his firm and she's like I can't just uproot my life and he's like life is where you take it and that is some deep stuff. While out in the town, Emma gets signed up for a snowman making contest. Her partner? Morgan. One problem is that she sees him go off afterwards with another girl. So a little bit of a what's happening there? Um, uh, Morgan comes over the next day and they're decorating the family tree with balsam hill ornaments because they're good Americans. Uh, <laughs> Emma and uh, Morgan begin trying to find answers for who wrote those letters, but they keep hitting dead ends. Emma opens up to Morgan about the reason why she hasn't come home in a long time. Her and her mom get in a big fight. Neither one of them had ever apologized, and uh, she feels really, really bad about that. 
um, Morgan opens up to her as well, and we get all sorts of uh, good backstory information there that we don't really need. Uh, Emma's ex, Ian, shows up to try to win her back, and Morgan tells her that it's fine and leaves, and she's not really sure what to do with the fact that Ian is there. So Ian goes, goes ahead and proposes to her, and before she can say yes or no, he puts the ring on her finger, and the ring gets stuck. Mm, she finds uh, she then finds a room in the house uh, with a picture of the guy who wrote the letters. Turns out that Emma's mom um, introduced this other guy that she was engaged to to another lady, and that's why they didn't end up getting married. Um, it, it, and at all points, uh, Morgan is there, and Morgan realizes that she has the ring, and he's like, congrats. Uh, she's able to get the ring off, and she tells Ian, no, breaking up with him, no big deal. The woman who ended up marrying Emma's mom's uh, first fiancé tells her to take courage. It takes courage to leave somebody that you know isn't right. Uh, Emma's brother is upset by the news that his parents' fairy tale marriage isn't exactly the story that he knows, and he really wishes he could have asked them more questions about it. And it's at that point that Emma announces that she's going to buy the house and move back. The only problem is somebody already made an offer on the house, and the brother accepted it without asking anyone else. On Christmas morning, <laughs> Emma gets a gift from Morgan, and she decides, I am going to be brave. I'm going to take a note from Mom and be brave and go tell uh, this boy how she feels. Uh, when she opens the door, the girl that she saw earlier in the movie opens the door, and so she's just like, thank you for the gift, and she leaves. And we get a long montage of her walking around town by herself, and she gets back to the house, and he is waiting for her. He tells her that the girl is her cousin, and he tells her that he wants to take a chance on her, even if that means driving to New York City. They kiss and have Christmas dinner together, and at that dinner, we find out that the brother was able to get the house back and sells it to Emma. She's gonna move home, take over that law firm and kiss Morgan all the day long. And that, my friends, was Christmas, Christmas on Honeysuckle Lane. Lane. Yeah. <laughs> there you it was. Oh, oh boy. my gosh. Wow. What a movie. Guys, we uh, did it. We have four segments in this show. And uh, I know these ones. I'm not going to mess it up. I, I promise you, like I did earlier. Uh, the first one is Hot Take. Hot take. Hot take. It's the part of the show where we where we share how we felt about this movie. What what did we really think mm. about this movie? And I always start with my good friend Panda. Panda? Uh, the entirety of this movie is carried by Alicia Witt, who plays Emma, and uh, the lead guy, who I don't actually know his name, but he's the Maytag, Maytag man. Guy. Yeah, he's the Maytag, Maytag guy. Maytag? Maytag. Maytag? Maytag? Merry Christmas. He's Colin something. Yeah. Colin something or yeah, other. Colin. The whole something or other family is a wonderful family. Salt <laughs> they don't get enough earth. credit. They've they done a lot no. for this country. Oh, man. And I love them. I got to uh, be honest with you. Those two leads really have some great chemistry. I think that they're both really good uh, actors, and uh, I, I think that they carry this film and make it a better movie than it actually is. So I like this movie, but it's purely because of the strength of the leads in this. Mm. All right. Brian, what do you think? Yeah, I'd say that watching two hours worth of Alicia Witt doing anything is always time well mm. spent. So mm. I enjoyed the movie overall. I was pleasantly surprised. I didn't really know what to expect with a Hallmark movie. I sort of had my uh, preconceived notions about what these things were all about. But I think if you go into it uh, without too many expectations, it, it actually ends up being a pretty pleasant experience. Uh, when we get into the what the Hallmark stuff, I'll have plenty <laughs> to say. But overall, I would say a uh, pretty good movie. All right. Um, so I am actually not a huge fan of hers, and I know that I might get in trouble for that. Oh, no. I've seen quite a few movies with her, and she's always a little over the top for me. I always feel like I'm getting. She's yelled very at. earnest. But in this movie, she worked for me. Huh? 
I really liked this movie. I en- I enjoyed uh, pretty much most of what it had to offer. I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the family dynamics. I enjoyed them together, and I enjoyed her. And so for that, I say, great on you. Keep doing what you're doing. And I love this movie, and it goes to you, Dan. What did uh, you think of the Maytag man? Oh, I loved him. He was great. Yeah, he, he actually just side like he was way better than I thought he would be because his character isn't great, but he still works somehow. And I'll, I'll we'll get to that later. Yep. Um, at, at what point do we just have too many traditions? Like, I just I feel like at some point I get that it's Hallmark and it's Christmas movies. And like we're dealing with the Christmas past guy who can tell us about all these traditions. But I feel like this movie more than any other tried to make everything a tradition and one, it was weird. Like it didn't come off like normal. And two, if all of these things are so important, the snowman festival and the getting the wreath down or the tree or whatever, like all this stuff, that's like everything is a tradition that wearing bl- the blue on the wreath and all this stuff. Then why has she been gone so long? Like it just, this movie never really meshed to me. It was like, how much can we like, let's take all these Christmas traditions and just throw them up on a screen. Um, I'm not a huge Alicia Witt fan either. Um, she's very earnest and very serious all the time. And when they make her try to do things that are funny, it just kind of made me cringe. Um, not a fan, just not a fan on really any level. So sorry guys. No one's surprised at this. Yeah. Point. But it was a more serious despise than normal. No, right? no, no. That is, it was a very earnest despise. Yeah, it was. It was but this earnest. is a serious movie. It Just is. call you Alicia Witt. You yeah. know what's interesting though? I'm I, the Alicia Witt of this podcast. I Nobody likes me and I'm earnest. Oh, <laughs> Oh, no. Wow, that was oh, harsh. That no. was harder than it But people do love Alicia Witt. Alicia, please come on the podcast. I'm really sorry. I love you. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, but I want to pause real quick and mention something that Dan said. I actually don't feel like this was a standard mystery movie Christmas one. I feel like those are even like more serious than this one. I felt like this one felt more like uh, the Christmas it countdown little, to Christmas it had a little films. Stuff. Yeah, it had pepinous stuff. I don't know if I agree with that. It's time for all the feels, the part of the show where we talk about those Christmas feels that we had during this movie. I'm going to start with you, Brian, as the guy who talks about Christmas traditions and those Christmas feels we get. What in this movie gave you those feels? Well, it was a couple of things. Number one was that um, the tree trimming montage with the acoustic guitar playing in the background. Um, but I think the first one was when we first saw the house. Yeah. Uh, I'm from New England, and I don't think they said it explicitly, but I have to assume this movie took place in somewhere in New England. And the house that uh, they lived in is not unlike a house that, li- that was in the town that I grew mm. up. And every year it was the town, it was the house everyone wanted to look at around Christmas time. And um, around this time of year, living out in California, I start to feel homesick for the, the New England winters and the New England Christmas. So right when I saw that, it was very triggering to me. And I think that it has less to do with the movie itself and more to do with just what a Victorian New England house looks like. Mm, in yeah, mm. totally. Beautiful. Panda? Uh, you know, my, my all the feels one is actually a little bit different because it's not a good feel. But when the the boyfriend, Ian, he comes and he cooks gluten-free pancakes for everybody. <laughs> and and everyone's like, wow, these pancakes are terrible. And he was like, oh, but uh, Emma likes them. And then Emma, in front of everyone, just like throws him under the buses. Like, yeah. actually, I've always hated these yeah, pancakes. And then like Ian proposes to him about, <laughs> read the room, <laughs> I I felt for that guy because we've all been in those situations where somebody throws you under the bus and you're embarrassed in front of a group of people. I I felt that. But this guy says the term I'll split and not ironically. (laughs) He said, hey, if this is not cool, I'll split. No, no, Ian, you deserve everything that's coming to you. 
I have a very similar uh, situation that happened with my uh, wife. She wasn't my wife at the time, but she's too sweet and she didn't say anything. Uh, one of the first things I did when I uh, was interested in her is I bought her a ring pop because she pointed at one and she was like, oh, I like those. So I got her one and I kept buying them for her. Oh, And finally no. she had to go, Bran, I don't really like them that much. <laughs> she was very sweet though. She didn't do it in public like that. How many people do you think, how many friends of hers do you think she told, I really like him, but he just keeps buying me weird about the ring pops. <laughs> Guy just has an endless supply. You can send your ring pops to Deck the Hallmark <laughs> to Deck the Hallmark Drive, Deck the Hallmark, Mark, South Carolina, two nine Deck the Hallmark. <laughs> uh, sorry, just went on too long. I do have a contribution to the All the Fields segment. Yay. When they find, when Emma finds the letters written to her now deceased mother, um, it is led to believe initially that they are from. Her father, and uh, while it turns out they are not from her father, and that's the mystery component, which we'll get to the preposterous nature of that in a little bit. Um, my grandfather was a 23-year veteran in the Army. He passed away in 2015. He was one of my just favorite people in the whole wide world. Um, and I remember the day of his funeral. I know we're getting a little serious here, and I'm sorry. Uh, his funeral was just an awesome like experience of all these people and all these great stories. And he just had, he was just kind of a larger than life figure. And uh, we went back to my grandma's house to eat a bunch of food and to hang out and talk about my grandfather. And then my grandmother, I remember her going, like my grandfather's a big dude. Like I was, she was like, anything in his closet you want, you go take it. So I'm digging through his closet and I find this shoe box and it's it letters. They look just like the letters in the movie. And they were all letters that he wrote to my grandmother. I mean, mm. they were married for 65 years. Yeah. Letters that he wrote when he was in Vietnam. Wow. And like, I just remember sitting on the bed and like reading these letters and just bawling my eyes out because like to think of my grandfather in that light. And so I'm sorry that I brought the mood down uh, a, a tone or six, but <laughs> when the letters came out and she started reading them, uh, I, I just was like, this is so cool. And it reminded me of that moment. And that was my, all the feels moment. That's a good, see, yeah, really see sometimes I say no on all the feels and it's not because I'm being a, a curmudgeon. It's because if I don't have one, I'm not going to say one. I'm not going to make one up. Dan, you gave me a feel. I'm nobody's puppet. <laughs> but if that's, you I got no strings on me. That's ten decks of Hallmark Lane. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Hallmark, the Hallmark, South Carolina. That's my right. uh, all the feels was uh, she goes into the the basement, I think, or the attic or whatever, and she uh, she sees, I believe it's garland. Yep. Which shouldn't really have a smell, but it does, I guess. Mm-hmm. She smells it, and she's reminded she has a memory of something, uh, and that that reminded me of the the the, the smells that I smelled during Christmas time mm-hmm. that remind me of the the joy that I had as a kid. That's a real life thing. Smell wow. is a, an amazing. The smell thing. reminded you of the smell of the smell. This this her smell reminded her of something, and that reminded me of how sometimes I smell, and it reminds. <laughs> but me of they things. do that a lot in this. This movie really should have called like Flashback on Christmas on Flashback Lane. You know, like, I'm there's pretty a lot sure of- <laughs> Hallmark heard our episode on Switch for Christmas, and, and like, they said we got to do the Flashback because we have had so many, many movies yeah, with flashbacks. That's right. Christmas Everlasting has so many yeah. flashbacks. And I, I don't know if we can take credit, but I'm taking it. Guys, yeah, you're welcome. You're you are welcome. welcome. Uh, before we get to the way well, we have one more thing to talk to you guys about. And I'm going to go to my good friend Panda for this one. Panda? <laughs> I don't think that's a great idea. Dan? But- <laughs> 
Oh, man. You don't want to talk about communities and schools? Look, I, listen, I do have to say this about communities and schools. You taught for six years before you switched. Now you run a small business, but you taught right, for six right. years. So I taught for six years, and one of the great things about communities and schools uh, is one of the other nonprofits that we're partnering with uh, is that they join up with schools. They're located in 26 states across the country, uh, and what they do is they help out students who maybe have a bunch of baggage that have issues that are going to prevent them from completing school. Uh, it could be poverty. It can be hunger. It can be a whole bunch of different things. And what they do is they really help them out. They allow the teachers to teach. They help. They come alongside the students. They really make sure that they uh, can complete school. They give them rides. They help with all sorts of different things. And there's a 93% success rate. Uh, graduation. Graduation yeah. rate, which is unbelievable if you really think about it. That's I right. mean, that's incredible. Uh, and thankfully, they're partnering with us this year. You can donate to them. You can go to, uh, I want to make sure I get this right. Communitiesinschools.org. Yeah. Right. And on the right-hand side, isn't this right? Right-hand side. Donate, donate button. That's yes, correct. Donate button. Yeah, it's so cool. A lot of times you hear about our failing school system or about kids that aren't treated very well, and you think, man, I wish somebody was doing something about it. Communities in schools is doing something about it, and you can be a part of that solution. That is true. And actually, Dan, if you go to uh, deckthehallmark.com slash joy, it'll take you right to the website where you can donate. And not only can you do that, but they are actually going to be matching uh, every dollar up to $50,000 through the end of the year. So donate now and know that whatever you're donating, you're going to actually double that, which is really cool. So deckthehallmark.com slash joy to take advantage of that. Yep. So thanks for listening to us talk about it, and hopefully you'll get involved. Uh, it's time for the the Wait What, uh, which is the part of the show where we uh, had a couple things in this movie that made us go, wait, what? Wait, what? Um, and I'm going to start us off. First, the first thing that made me go, wait, what, was just the brother in general. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> his, his, whole, his whole way of life yep. was just a – he was so emotional oh. and so uneven and so like – I can't believe that you would do this without asking, but then he does yeah. something crazy, and like he's selling the house. holding things. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they, they go down on Christmas morning, and he's like in the fetal position, holding an, uh, a gift that he's wrapping. And I'm like, what is witness? Is he dude? a sleepwalker? I don't yeah. know. He's, he's holding weird. plates of cookies. He's, he's a weird guy. He's, he's holding he's gifts. He's like Linus, but less likable. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I just was not well, a fan. I kind of wanted it to fall apart. Just for, <laughs> I just wanted to be like, they left you nothing in the will we're selling the house your wife's leaving you're like i just wanted you to just be like like sorry dude you don't you just you're bad he was not a great character i was just confused like everything about him i was like why is he even here uh the other thing is um at the very end of the movie um uh what's her name emma and morgan are sitting on the the front stoop yeah and it apparently had just snowed but what it looks like is it looks like someone took a giant paintbrush and just threw white paint at the, uh, <laughs> yeah, the staircase. It just looks so goofy. It doesn't look good at all. I don't know why they went with that. It just it, like it literally looks like paint that they just threw at the mm-hmm. thing. And I said, "It's no." Um, so it was. It made me go, "Wait, what? Like, why? Why did they do that?" I was confused. Uh, Brian, what are your wait what's? A uh, small handful of wait what's. So number one is around the cardiologist, where he could just sort of up and get out of town around Christmas. Uh, you, you would imagine like a cardiologist wouldn't have that flexible a schedule and that if <laughs> yeah. the cardiologist would prefer gluten-free pancakes, you'd think a man of science yeah. would probably be a little little more hip to those things. But I think the yeah. another... Uh, he had to split. 
A minor, <laughs> minor weight what was the uh, Polaroid that was in the attic where they took it out of the box and were able to take a picture of it, meaning that <laughs> yeah. the batteries had probably been stored in it for God knows how long, right? Which you <laughs> probably render it unuseful. Um, mm. But probably the biggest one is with the desk where the antiques guys seemed to know that there was a secret compartment and the mother <laughs> right. hid the letters inside of it. And all the while, the husband w- had no idea about any of that. You would imagine if they bought the desk together, the husband would have known about the secret compartment, thereby making yeah, it the worst so. place to, to stash a secret uh, yeah. cache of, of letters. I will, I will say that that did bother me, but I was distracted by the fact that Morgan and Emma both sit on that desk at the same time, and there's no way that one of those secretary things holds all that weight. Like, that was absurd <laughs> to me. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. They, they don't make them like they used to. They, you're right. Stay. Hey, it's not like it used to be. It isn't. Uh, Panda? <laughs> uh, I first of all just want to point out one of the weirder scenes in any movie. Emma wakes up and her two her niece and nephew yeah. are at the bottom of the bed. They're hissing at her. Yes. Is that correct? Yeah, I, I did I hear were, that correctly? Uh, my, they're like, I, yeah, but are they trying to be quiet? Was it like a shh? But it does sound it's like a hissing, like a copperhead. <laughs> it was terrifying. It, it was. was like little demon spawn of Satan but, children. But they just, and no one wakes up that happy. <laughs> Can we agree though? Like she wakes up with a smile on her face, ready to start the on nobody, Christmas day. I do. If your okay. kids wake you up and they're hissing at you, Dan, oh, what no. happens? What um, do you say? Go back to bed. <laughs> go back to bed. I hiss back. <laughs> <laughs> That's my rule of thumb. If yeah. someone hisses at you, you hiss back. I don't know. That's just weird to me. Also, just the, the, the family relationships and, and just the comfort level that everyone has uh, with with just being around this home, it's kind of weird to me. Let me give you two examples here. First of all, Maytag Man is just, they've just really met. They're, they don't really know Maytag Man that well. And yet he's hanging out with the niece and nephew, uh, just chilling out in the home, left alone with them. Uh, yeah. And he's appraising the value of the different antiques. And That's meanwhile, right. he's also hanging out with your kids. That's right. That's a weird thing. And yeah. then second of all, Ian, the boyfriend, going around and showing the home to a random couple that's coming to tour the home. And he's just like, over here on your left, let me go ahead and show you the (laughs) kitchen. To be fair, Ian does not ever read the room correctly. Like, he just has no ability to do that at all. He just is, it's, he's oh for the century in that. Hey, don't show up. I'm showing up. (laughs) Here's your favorite pancake. Not my favorite pancake. Hey, here's a ring. I don't want to marry you. Shove it on your finger anyway. Like... He is he is just striking out like you would not believe. He's not a guy that really I don't is know. your go-to. I was for everything he was doing. I thought he was knocking out of the park. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing. Who buddy. reads the room better, Ian or Bran? Oh, Bran for sure. Ian, I, I mean, like Ian's just a no. It's a no go with him. He just doesn't get it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's deck the hallmark. Twenty eight. Deck Too the lame. hallmark lane. Honeysuckle. Uh, uh, um, so uh, to piggyback or piggyback, depending on how you say it, uh, on Morgan, the guy is a like he is funny and clever, but he's just a downright creeper. He's like Norman Bates's brother. <laughs> he works with antiques, lives with his mom, and says things like mince pies really festively. Like the way he said mince pies made me believe he was a murderer. And you're right; they left him alone with the kids, and that's a problem. I, I do, and he also was like, "Your father was a wordsmith." He used the word buoyed. Like, it's not like he, like, was writing an iambic pentameter. <laughs> Give me a break. Maytag? Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, the Christmas, uh, the, the Snowman Festival, uh, like, I do have a few things. And then the What the Hallmark will talk about why that's a big tradition, I guess. But those two get paired up together. And the level of seriousness 
in that particular scene, it just is all over the map. Like at first, like I'm really competitive. And then he's like, I don't really know how to make snowmen. I've never done it. And then he's like, I spent 20 minutes working on the chin. And then it's a timed event. And he's like, uh, hey, we've got time to talk about life, even though blah, blah, blah. Somebody brought him gloves. And then he knocks the head off of it. Like that scene was all over the map and it just needed to be a fun, fluffy scene. And instead (laughs) it made no sense whatsoever. And then... Lastly, uh, near the end of the movie, the three, the two sisters and the brother are talking about, you know, how they didn't know about that their mom had dated this guy beforehand, which is the lamest answer to the mystery, right, in, in the history of time, which is also what the hallmark. But they're talking about it, and and they're like, why didn't she tell us? And the older sister, Morgan's older sister, says. I don't think it was intentional deception. Memories get foggy. No, 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 no. The memory of what coat you wore or maybe what you had to dinner, like that gets foggy. Who you dated right before you met your husband does not get foggy. Right. Like that's not something that just, oh, it slipped my mind. I, not I, just I, dated. Yeah. No, you no, no, no. Were, were engaged to Yeah, they wrote a lot of letters back and forth. Right. That, that does not slip your mind. It was intentional deception. It's what we call a lie, a lie of omission. Your mom lied to you, gang. That's what happened there. Those are my way ones. Oh, wow. This is yeah, I know, right? uh, it's time for What the Hallmark, the part of the show where we uh, would just like some clarity on some things that happened, and that would make this movie a whole heck of a lot better. And I'll start where I ended with Dan. Where are all the gloves? <laughs> um, where are all the gloves in this movie? Like I, I, like, I get it that Morgan doesn't have gloves for the snowman, but also... People don't tend to wear them, and it's supposed to be freezing. And lastly, she gets a ring stuck on her finger, which is the most absurd premise. It slipped right on there. There's no way it doesn't slip right off. But a good pair of gloves, and you don't have to worry about any mix-up of any kind. Uh, Just all you do is put on a pair of gloves. (laughs) And instead, she's like, how am I going to hide this ring? Maybe I'll just wear it. No. No, you can't do that. (laughs) That's not okay. Um, And then lastly... This is the worst answer. Like, there is so much for the first time in a Hallmark movie this season or any Hallmark movie I've ever watched. I was like, who is RJ? Who is this person writing these letters? I have to know. And it turned out it was just a great love story, and they set him up with this old woman that lived in town, and it was wonderful, and everybody, like, there was no conflict at all. And that was a super-duper disappointment to me. it was disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Panda? Uh, I want to know more about... Uh, the world of catering in Hallmark yeah. world because this is now the second Hallmark film where the the waiting staff for a caterers can't make it and we've established <laughs> that these guys are in New England probably right um, and yet they're bringing in a, a service crew did I hear it correctly from Charlotte did they say it, Charlotte something was said from North Carolina <laughs> yeah from North Carolina yeah. and they couldn't make it it's a long haul guys why do you need <laughs> People to serve food. I just Nobody know serves about- my mama's food like the people in Charlotte. <laughs> I just want to know what's going on with that. Like, yeah, what, they're the best in the game. They're the best in the game. <laughs> they're the elite you crew that right. serve. You go to the Queen City, Charlotte. Right. <laughs> Queen City. Deck the Hallmark. Uh, I got the one. Deck the Hallmark, Charlotte. Uh, at one point, uh, they're out and about, and there's this choir that begins singing. Now, this choir is the <laughs> most diverse choir I've ever seen. There's older gentlemen. There's somebody uh, who I think is only like 12 or 13. Uh, who, what is this choir? How did they all get together? Is it a part of some sort of organization? Um, I would just like to know more about this choir because I thought they were delightful, but I just want to know where they came from. Uh, and that leaves us with Brian. Brian, what is your what the Well, the first time I saw the scene with the uh, snowman making contest, my first question was, 
is that an actual thing? And if so, where could I find one? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, the second I'm thing in. is when the uh, the Maytag guy intentionally knocks the head off, the judge comes along and says, oh, well, that's an instant disqualification, meaning there's, <laughs> there's probably a written set of rules for how she would know what things yeah. are instant disqualifications. I would love to know how it's judged, why adults would be competing oh, yeah. against children in this contest, <laughs> and really just what the rules and regulations of a snowman-making contest and are. Why, why do you need... I one percent agree, Brian. Why do you need to disqualify them? What are the odds that you win a <laughs> snowman win, competition right. when <laughs> like you don't have a head on, on your snowman? That it doesn't have to be disqualified. And you know what? If they do end up winning, that means that the bottom half was amazing. Uh, so unreal like, good, good for them. The detail, like kudos. <laughs> yes. Mm. Uh, and that was that was a uh, honey Christmas honeysuckle time. Christmas on honeysuckle land. Uh, Brian, I do want I want you to plug one thing. At the end of your podcast, you have a thing called Christmas memories, where mm-hmm. people um, leave. Uh, voicemails or they send in uh, voice memos um, sharing their Christmas memories. It's such a great part of the show. It gives me Christmas feels every single time. And so can you tell people a little bit about that, but also how they can send in their own Christmas memories? Oh, sure. And I have to say that's actually one of my favorite things about doing the show. The first season I had to beg, borrow, and steal to get people to do it. Um, yeah, I yeah, yeah. naively thought that I would receive so many I wouldn't even know what to do with them all. But as a matter of fact, I had to um, just yeah convince people one by one. The second season I actually did get so many that I had to do a bonus episode dedicated just to people's Christmas memories. So uh, if you send me one this year, I will find a way to share it with everyone on the show. You can record a voice memo into your phone and email it to christmaspasspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can leave a voicemail on my Google Voice line, which I actually don't have at the top of my head. So you'll have to come to christmaspass.media to find out what that is. Smart play there, Brian. I see what you did. <laughs> you do have it on top of you. <laughs> uh, Brian, thank you so much oh, for, thank you for so joining much. us. It was so fun. It's a joy to be on the Christmas Podcasting Network with you, to call you friend, and to be able to listen to your podcast all season long. So thank you, and Merry Christmas to you. Thank you, and Merry Christmas to you as well. Absolutely. Uh, bef- before we leave, don't forget to, to like us on the socials at Hallmark Podcast. Leave us a review Rate on the, and review us. We love the reviews. We, we love do. the reviews. Mm, we love the to good read ones. them. Warms our so, heart. Even the bad ones. Even the bad ones. We so love go them. ahead and do that. We will be we'll be back with more this week. It's such a crazy week. I don't even know what it day is. it is. Um, but thank you for listening. We'll be back. Merry Christmas to you. See you soon. Merry Christmas.